Hello, and welcome back to BAM Biographies. I'm your host, Tom Austin Morgan, and I'm here to let you know what's been happening since the release of the X-Ray Specs documentary last month, and what you can expect from this month's episode. Firstly, I've had some brilliant feedback from you lot on social media, including this from Kevin Scotty Hunt on Facebook. The sun is shining, spring has sprung. You won't go far wrong sitting in your garden with a nice cuppa listening to this. It can also be enjoyed pissed out of your head in a darkened room. Nice bit of balance there from Kevin, thank you. And my good friend Kev also got in touch to say that he only knew about Germ Free Adolescence, the album, and Oh Bondage Up Yours, the single, and had no idea about X-Ray Specs' latest stuff. What an incredible story. It certainly is, and I'm so glad that you enjoyed it, Kev. A number of people thanked me for making the episode in the first place as well. It seems polystyrene still holds a special place in people's hearts after all these years. And it's certainly a story that requires telling about such a forward-looking artist with so much to say that's still relevant today. So thank you for listening. Now, on to this month's news. Unfortunately, we start and end with some deaths this month. Um, at the very beginning of, uh, of the month, Mark Lanigan, vocalist for Screaming Trees and solo artist in his own right, who worked with Queens of the Stone Age, grunge supergroup Mad Season and the Gutter Twins, amongst others, has passed away at the age of 57 at his home in Killarney, Ireland. No cause of death was announced, and a statement released on his official Twitter account read, our beloved friend Mark Lanigan passed away this morning at home in Killarney Island. A beloved singer, songwriter, author and musician, he was 57 and is survived by his wife Shelley. No other information is available at this time. We ask please respect the family's privacy. Over his career he released 12 solo albums, the last of which was Straight Songs of Sorrow in 2020, and he released his last book called Devil in a Coma in 2021 creative right up until the end. Old school rapper KRS-One has released a new album called IMAMCRU12 which is largely produced by his son DJ Sun One and it's brilliant. He's clearly lost no aggression over the last 35 odd years. A video for the track Can You Dance has also been released. Steve Ignorant of Crass has released a new live album called Live at Durham Punk Festival 2009 and it's taken from that time period when his band was playing all of Crass's Feeding of the 5000 album live. The physical version is out in mid-April via Advance Records. Ignorant said in a press release, After the last Stonehenge gig Crass played I swore I would never perform at a festival again. It took a lot of persuading to get me to Durham, and thank the stars I did. It showed me that a festival doesn't have to be a disorganised shambles, that it can be an enjoyable experience run with precision. No waiting for hours to get on stage because every band has run over on time. No smoky fires, no jugglers in baggy pyjama bottoms, and above all, no bloody bongo drums. I was talking with John Connor the night before the gig, and he assured me I would love it, and he was right. I came off stage the next day, put my arm around him and said I'll definitely do this again. Another 70s punk, this time from across the pond, Alice Bag, has released a two-song digital single. 
The songs are called Migajitas and Aviente Ya, which are Spanish versions of Breadcrumbs and Risk It from her 2020 solo album Sister Dynamite. The songs feature David Jones, Cadence Hansen, Ricky Watson and Sharif Dumani, along with backing vocals from Sarah Norman and Violetta Hinojosa of Mexico City-based hardcore punk band Soga. They're out now digitally via In The Red recordings. Drummer Richie Ramone has also released a new 7-inch on Outro Records. The A-side is Not Afraid and the B-side is Cry Little Sister. Manchester-based Loose Articles have been signed to Alcopop Records, whose owner Jack Pop appeared on one of the most talked-about interview episodes of last year of this podcast. Have a look in the back catalogue to find it, it's well worth a listen. They also announced that they will be releasing their second EP, Chaos, with the label on July the 1st. The first self-titled single, Chaos, has been released and is well worth checking out. Pete and Lou Kohler of Sick of It All have released a cover of the Sex Pistols song God Save the Queen and renamed it God Save Ukraine. All proceeds from the sale of the song will go to UNICEF to help the people displaced by the war, so go buy that now. Blondie have announced additional US tour dates for August with The Damned. These dates join their previously announced California and New York shows. Before this though, Blondie will be touring the UK in April and May. Nikki Tesco, original singer of The Members, has passed away at 66. The cause of death was not given. He left the band when they broke up in 1983 and played with them briefly in 2007 and 2009. Following his time in The Members, Tesco was an actor and a film score composer. Due to the war still raging in Ukraine, a whole host of bands have pulled dates in both the Ukraine and Russia. Green Day has cancelled the Russian date of the Hella Mega Tour, which was due to take place on May 29th. The band stated, We are aware that this moment is not about stadium rock shows, it's so much bigger than that. But we also know that rock and roll is forever, and we feel confident there will be a time and a place for us to return in the future. Iggy Pop and Nick Cave have also both cancelled their respective Russian shows. Iggy stated, The festival appearance of Iggy Pop in Moscow on July 10th, 2022 is cancelled. In light of current events, this is necessary. Our thoughts are with the Ukrainians and all the brave people who oppose this violence and seek peace. Nick Cave stated, Ukraine, we stand with you and with all those in Russia who oppose this brutal act and we pray that this madness is brought to a close soon. Sum 41 has also cancelled shows in Ukraine and Russia and released a statement on Instagram that reads, In light of the tragic recent events and in solidarity with the people of Ukraine, we must cancel our upcoming shows in Ukraine and Russia. Over the course of our career, we have been fortunate to play for so many incredible people across both nations and our hearts are with all of those hoping for peace in these difficult times. We are saddened by the horror being committed by Russian leadership and we feel there is no other course of action for us to take. We must stand with those we support. We love our Ukrainian and Russian fans. We want to see peace prevail and hope to return in the future. My Chemical Romance have cancelled their Ukrainian and Russian shows. A statement released by the band on their social media reads, With deep regret, My Chemical Romance is cancelling our Ukraine and Russia shows in June 2022. We hope to be able to play for the fans there soon. It's a horrible thing that's going on in the Ukraine at the moment, and I, like a lot of these bands, hope that a peaceful resolution comes along soon. British goth rockers Bauhaus have announced tour dates for the US. 
The shows will take place in May. The band has also announced rescheduled dates for their two New York shows, which will now take place in September, and all previously purchased tickets will be honoured at the new dates. The Pogues frontman Shane McGowan is releasing a book of his art called The Eternal Buzz and the Crock of Gold in April via Rain Street and Infinitum Nihil Publications. The book is limited to a run of just 1,000 and is said to include sketches, paintings, self-portraits, wild impressionistic compositions, character studies, handwritten lyrics, stories, photographs and abstract snippets dating back to his childhood. In a press release, Shane said, When I was about 11 or 12 I got heavily into studying history and art and looking at old paintings and modern paintings. I knew a lot about art. It's one of the only O-levels I got was in art. I did the album cover for the Pope's album Crock of Gold and I designed the Pogue's first album cover Red Roses for me and I more or less designed the second album If I Should Fall From Grace With God. In terms of my materials I like pastels but I don't really think about it. I'll paint or draw on anything, with anything. I like more or less everyone from Fra Angelico and Giotto to the latest, like Caravaggio was the last of the Renaissance, before it went into Expressionism. I love Cezanne, Gauguin, Monet, Manet. I love the Irish Impressionists, Lavery, Jack B. Yeats, Brendan Fitzpatrick. The 20th century Impressionists who painted the period of Ireland fighting for its freedom. I like Max Ernst and the Surrealists, Dali, Chagall. God, there's millions of them. Another Manchester punk band, duo The Sewer Cats, have signed to TNS Records. They'll be releasing their debut LB called Cute Aggression on April 15th and will be playing a handful of UK shows in March and April. They have released a video for their new song Answer the Question and again it's well worth checking out. John Doe of legendary LA punk band X has announced he'll be releasing a new solo album called Fables in a Foreign Land on the 20th of May via Fat Possum Records. A video for the first single, Never Coming Back, that features contributions from Terry Allen has also been released. Louis Perez of Los Lobos, Exine Savenka of X and Garbage's Shirley Manson also contribute to songs on the album. The MC5 have announced that they will be releasing a new album called Heavy Lifting which will be out on Ear Music in October. The album was produced by Bob Ezrin and will be their first solo album since 1971's High Time. Two songs, Heavy Lifting featuring Tom Morello and a reworking of Edge of the Switchblade featuring William Duvall of Alice in Chains will be released soon. American tour dates for this May have also been announced. The band will be made up of founding member Wayne Kramer, Brad Brooks from Polo Elastico, Stephen Perkins from Jane's Addiction, Vicky Randall from Mavis Staples, and Stevie Salas from David Bowie's band. Celtic punk band Flogging Molly have released their first new music in about five years. These Times Have Got Me Drinking and Tripping Up The Stairs is a digital single out now via Rise Records. Frontman Dave King said, It's a perfect song for right now. I think it summarises everything our band is about, which is celebration with our loved ones in trying times. It's about joy amidst and in spite of stuff trying to grind us down. I really wish they'd come back and tour the UK. Annoyingly for me, they're going to tour the US with the Interrupters, who also recently announced new content coming soon, and Tiger Army. 
Celtic Punk's Dropkick Murphys have released a video for a cover of We Shall Overcome. The song is on the recently released expanded edition of Turn Up That Dial, their latest album. One of the hardest working bands in rock, Weezer, will be releasing four new EPs over the course of this year. The project is called SZNZ and each new EP will release on the first day of the season. The first EP is called Spring and it came out on the 20th of March and they've released its first single called A Little Bit of Love. Scarpunkers, The Last Gang have announced European tour dates for this summer but they aren't coming to the UK which makes me very sad. The Lunar Chicks have released a book called Fallopian Rhapsody, The Story of the Lunar Chicks, where they go into detail about some of the obstacles they faced getting recognition in the largely male-dominated punk scene of the early 90s. From being seen as a novelty act to having ridiculous touring routes because certain venues had met their quota of girl bands for a given month, to having trouble finding a label to release their records, even with two full lengths under their belts, and that's not even getting into the insane story about a two-way mirror in a dressing room that opens the book. There are some awesome stories too on a range of topics, including recording with Kim Gordon and Thurston Moore of Sonic Youth, playing with Nirvana at Reading in 1992, the New York City club and drag scene, and tours with everyone from The Offspring to The Go-Go's to Marilyn Manson. Brian Fallon has announced that the Gaslight Anthem are returning and will be embarking on a North American, UK and European tour from August of this year. It's very exciting news. Now, sadly, Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters passed away on Friday the 25th of March while the band was touring in South America. He was 50, no cause of death was given and the band released a statement that read the Foo Fighters family is devastated by the tragic and untimely loss of our beloved Taylor Hawkins. His musical spirit and infectious laughter will live on with all of us forever. Our hearts go out to his wife, children and family, and we ask that their privacy be treated with the utmost respect in this unimaginably difficult time. Now, a urine toxicology test found 10 substances including THC, tricyclic antidepressants, benzodiazepines and opioids in his system. However, the Colombian National Institute for Forensic Medicine is continuing its medical studies to achieve total clarification of the events that led to Taylor's death, and the Attorney General's office will continue to investigate his cause of death in a timely manner. Roxy Music have announced that they will be going on to tour for the 50th anniversary of their self-titled debut album. The lineup will be Brian Ferry, Andy McKay, Phil Manzarena, and Paul Thompson. This will be the first time they've played together since 2011. St Vincent will be playing support on all dates, and tickets for the UK go on sale on the 31st of March, and North American tickets on April the 4th. There have been a slew of album releases this month. Firstly, something I thought I'd never say on here is Avril Lavigne's new album, Love Sucks, spelt with an X, was released on the 25th of February, right after last month's news episode. I was pretty sceptical, as there's massive nostalgia for early noughties pop-punk right now. The lead single, Bite Me, was surprisingly good fun, if not a bit cringy and juvenile, with lyrics like, you're gonna wish I was your wifey, to rhyme with bite me. 
This resurgence is all Travis Barker's fault, of course, who has signed acts like Machine Gun Kelly, Willow Smith and now Avril herself to his label, and he's given them all extra credibility by producing, alongside Goldfinger's John Feldman and Avril's boyfriend Mod Sun, and even drums on their singles and albums. The second single, Love It When You Hate Me, which features a rapped chorus by Black Bear, isn't really to my taste. The album itself opens with a track called Cannonball, which is pretty awful, with synth-drenched verses and not just the instruments but the vocals as well. She also issues a call to arms at the beginning, like a ticking time bomb I'm about to explode and motherfuckers let's go, which sounds horrendously hollow. I think I gave it more body in that read-through. Boys Lie, and that's B-O-I-S to be like Skater Boy, is clearly machine tooled to be a crowd pleaser, featuring the abominable Machine Gun Kelly, though I'm sure I'd love it if it was 2001 again. The title track, Love Sucks, asks, are we having fun yet? Which is both a dangerous question to ask, as well as a barbed reference to her ex-husband Chad Crager, who sang the same question on Nickelback's giant hit, How You Remind Me. But apart from that, the song does win me round in the end. The next track, Kiss Me Like The World Is Ending, steals a Blink-182 guitar riff for its opening, and this won't be the only time you'll hear Blink-182 on this album. I'm not going to go through every track because I've basically given you the gist of Love Sucks. The high energy songs are broken up by a couple of ballads, Avalanche, which I'm positive she pronounces in a really weird way, and Dare To Love Me. And when I heard the song All I Wanted towards the end of the album, I definitely thought my phone had skipped to a Blink-182 song. And then Mark Hoppus, the bassist and singer of Blink-182, began singing. This is by far the standout track on the album, with the pair of veteran pop-punkers trading vocal duties over what is basically a Blink song, thanks to Travis's drumming as well. Love Sucks probably isn't going to win Avril any new fans, and it's not like any of her last few more solo acoustic albums, which shows a certain cynical cashing in on the pop-punk nostalgia that's going around at the moment. It probably won't last the test of time either, because this is both a 20-year-old sound and something that's a bit of a fad right now. But for those that remember Skater Boy fondly, there are things here to enjoy. And at least she's actually from the time period currently going through this revival. Bless her. Welsh rockers Feeder released their 11th studio album, Torpedo, on the 18th of March. It's slated as a return to the band's grungier sound, which is something I'm sure they've been saying about every album since the first one, Polythene, way back in the early 90s. There are always one or two giant riffs on a feeder album, but largely they fall back on more languid, stadium anthem-style songs. Feeder's frontman and main songwriter Grant Nicholas wrote two albums worth of material during the lockdowns of 2020, and Torpedo is the result of the second lockdown. The recordings from the first will be released as a 12th album in 2023, apparently. Actually, after the rock opera of the six-minute opening track, The Healing, the album's title track really does bring the heavy, distorted riffs that they've been threatening for a few years now, and they actually keep this up throughout the album. It's strange though, because as much as the music on Torpedo is heavier than anything they've done for a long while, they do have a tried and tested formula, so it all sounds pretty familiar to those who have listened to Feeder regularly over the past three decades. The production is more slick, 
than their earlier work, which seems to take a bit of edge off what could otherwise be monstrous songs. I think it's a brilliantly written and executed album that mixes heaviness with fragility in a way that Feeder are very good at. There are some absolutely anthemic uplifting choruses, including on When It All Breaks Down and Magpie, which are juxtaposed by darker, heavier verses. The songs are both familiar but often employ more progressive songwriting and instrumentation than we've been used to from Feeder. If you've drifted away from them since Echo Park, you could do a lot worse to yourself than giving Torpedo a listen. I reckon it might even reignite your interest in the band again. Go on, you know you want to. Finally, and because I've been so busy that this episode is coming out late, I get to talk about another band that I love, Placebo. They released their 8th studio album, Never Let Me Go, on the 25th of March. Like Feeder, Placebo are essentially a two-piece after drummer Steve Forrest left in 2015. And also like Feeder on Torpedo, Never Let Me Go sees Placebo raise the bar. The album was written after a two-year tour of the band's greatest hits, and clearly Brian Molko and Stefan Olsdahl have decided to throw the kitchen sink at this album. The songwriting and structure throughout Never Let Me Go is breathtaking, with intricate melodies intertwining with Molko's voice, but never in a way that one detracts from the other. It's a great mix that's both parts a departure from their radio-friendly sound, while also being absolutely listenable, and retaining enough of their signature sonic makeup that they don't sound like a totally different band. Lead singer Beautiful James shows the band's flair for spacey, euphoric synth-pop, while The Prodigal is a bittersweet orchestral gem. Went Missing offers widescreen post-rock, and Closer Fix Yourself leans more towards The Cure's disintegration. Happy Birthday in the Sky is written from the viewpoint of having lost a loved one to a policeman's bullet, while Surrounded by Spies tackles the surveillance culture of our physical and online lives. However, the buoyant Try Better Next Time gleefully imagines the planet after the oncoming climate apocalypse, where the few remaining animals dance in the forest away from humans, and we're forced to grow fins and go back in the water. As a listener, there's a real pleasure to be had in being in the hands of such a capable group, and much like Feeder, it proves that even after all these years, highs and lows, success and fallow periods, there's still life in these old dogs yet. Now, on to this month's episode. Up until very recently, I wasn't sure what I was going to be releasing, but the decision was made for me after finishing my third interview this month, and I'm pleased to announce that the next episode will be a chat with US indie rock band Den Fantasies, who have just released an EP called How Modest, which has seen them hone their sound from funk-tinged rock to a more polished alternative pop direction. It was really interesting to talk to a young band who are chasing success and who have the widest set of influences, so I really hope you get a kick out of it. They even explained the importance of TikTok to me, which while I understood it, the platform itself still makes absolutely no sense to me. It's also incredibly possible that there will be a second episode coming out this month, um, but I don't want to say too much about that yet, just because it may not happen. But if it does, it'll be out somewhere around the 14th or the 15th, so keep your eyes peeled. Don't go anywhere. As ever, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Please do get in touch via social media or email and let me know what you think about the podcast. 
as well as about what's going on in the news and what you thought of the albums I reviewed on this episode. You could also do me a massive favour and go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review. They really do help get the podcast noticed by more people and I'd really appreciate it, especially as the podcast is coming up to its second birthday at the end of the month. But most of all, look after yourselves and stay safe. See you in the pit.